Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Off the Bench with Scotty Sadler and Benny Jones. For Kubota. Kubota diesel generators. Powering Australia. And Bob Jane T-Mart. Tire and wheel specialists. Yeah, welcome to Off The Bench. It's a big, big show ahead. We've got lots to discuss. Round 21 is underway in the National Rugby League. There's been a stack of news through the week. And, uh, of course, uh, the cricket off to a great start uh, ahead of the second test at Lords. Australia 1-0 up. Life's good. We're happy about that. Benny Jones is my name. Kubota Diesel Generators are on board with Bob Jane T-Marts, as is this man, Scott Sattlow. I actually don't know where Sats is at the moment because he's such a busy man. He's out and about calling footy weekly for NRL Nation, but he's been good enough to join us here on Off the Bench. And I've got to <laughs> say, Sats, off the top, how are you coping, mate? Are you okay? I know it's been a rough couple of days for you after the significant loss you've suffered. Yeah, well, g'day, Benny, and also listeners. Well, I called the game Thursday night in Townsville, yep. and where am I at the moment? I'm I'm in New Zealand, actually. So there... <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it has hit me hard, actually. Um, not the low standard of rugby league on Thursday night between the Broncos and the it Cowboys. It wasn't great, yeah. The death of AFLX. Yes. Now, I'm one of the very few, Benny, and <laughs> you know my feelings about this. Yeah. I actually loved the concept. You did? I think I was part of the minority. Uh, it seems that way, yeah. The AFL have pulled the pin after two uh, engrossing seasons. or Well, they weren't even seasons. They were, I think last year or this season's instalment was a, um, a one-night only. So a uh, bit of a shame to see AFLX go by the way by... I mean, you... Yeah, you can't criticise the <laughs> AFL for having a crack, but um, it was always, you know, it was aimed at the kids from the outset. So it was probably unlikely dyed in the wool, ironed on fans like myself of AFL were going to uh, to get into it. But, you know, you, you enjoyed it, Sats. Get so. out of your comfort zones, mate. You yeah. know, you've got to look to, to greater depths. You've got to be able to take the game international. And <laughs> if you're happy with just staying in the one little tiny country of Australia, well, you go for your life. But the only people that are suffering here are the kids. No. Ben, and if you're happy to upset the kids, well, I'll leave that to you. What did uh, what did uh, Reverend Lovejoy's wife say? Somebody think of the children. It was something along those lines anyway. But, yeah, no more <laughs> AFLX. Good thing we've got some real sport to talk about, though, Sats, and that is the rugby league. And through the week, there's been a stack of news to discuss. Let's have a look at some of the main headlines. On Off the Bench, the NRL News of the Week. We're doing talking AFLX in a rugby league show. But anyway, we'll move on from that. Hey, I wanted to start with something that, well, it's close to home for us uh, and we're super proud. I know you certainly are because one of your great mates uh, in this list of 25 brilliant names. I'm talking Hall of Fame nominees and I refer to, of course, Sats, the one and only Gary Belcher, the former Canberra Raiders superstar amongst many other great achievements in his career, Queensland rep, Australian rep as well. And who knows, soon possibly in the Hall of Fame. But uh, what a list this is, Sats. What a list it is. What an exciting process to go through and try and choose these uh, <laughs> 25 nominees. It would, have been a, yeah. it would have been difficult, but it would have been fun sitting around debating who should have been nominated. Now, we know the first 100 players, the greatest 100 players of all time, that was uh, announced in 2008. They automatically yep. become Hall of Fame um, 
Hall of Fame uh, entrants, and then you've got uh, the last lot of immortals that were named, of course, Mal and, and uh, Norm Proven, and uh, then also there were some Hall of Fame nominees that were then also um, also progressed through the Hall of Fame on that night as well. Gordon Tallis was one of them. Uh, so now this this next group of nominees are 25 nominees. They'll, they, they can name up to four. They don't have to name four. Yeah. Uh, will be announced um, next Wednesday night. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, as you said, Badge involved along with s- some great players dating all the way back to the 30s, Flannery and um, and Chikikawi. Uh Also some some great players, uh, some great modern day players. Like like your Kebby Walters and your and your Ruben Wickies and these sort of Stacey Jones, Danny Bedaris, sort of Danny Bedaris, Craig Fitzgibbon, um, yep. Bradley Clyde. Oh no, Bradley Clyde's already in there. Sorry. Um, but there's so many great players that have been nominated, Benny. And yeah, it's to, I was talking to Badge on Thursday night about it. He was he's quite a humble guy, Badge. He doesn't like talking about himself uh, when people actually want to hear hear him talk about himself mm. and. Um, both he and Gary Jack, you know, talk about this week being rivalry round. Such a great, yeah. uh, such a great week um, that we get to look back at some of the, the old rules and some of the great old players and and how we've enjoyed those periods. And one of the great rivalries and rivalry that we should be focused on rivalry round also was Gary Jack versus Gary Belcher. That was an amazing one on one tussle back through the eighties and early nineties. And you know, Steve Walters and Benny Elias, just to name a few. Yeah. And, um, yeah, for Badge and Gary Jack to be nominated, who I can't believe Gary Jack and Gary Belcher aren't in the top 100 players of all time. I, th- I think Badge revolutionised the way play fullbacks play before Billy did. And um, I think he set a, a really good precedence mm. for, for fullbacks. But, um, yeah, such an honour. Such an yep. honour for him. If I had to pick my four out of the 25, uh, Benny, Go for it. I would pick I would pick Kevy Walters, 291 first grade games, six premierships, yeah. origins, test match player, uh, state of origin coach. Uh, I'd pick Craig Young, the front row from the 70s and 80s. I'd have Gary Jack, only over Gary Belcher because he won a golden boot as the best player mm. in the world in 1986. And I'd have a Kiwi, Ruben Wiki, most capped yeah. uh, New Zealand test player, to premiership player in 94 with Canberra. Ended up moving into the back row and front row and was just an amazing competitor. As you said, Sats, a fun process uh, and a rewarding process for whoever put the 25 together. But as you said, now it becomes the daunting process of selecting four up to four from that list. And uh, whoever makes it will be fully deserved, of course. But even for the 21 that miss... Well, great names. Absolutely brilliant names. Mm. So uh, we've got our fingers crossed for Badge, a little biased, of course, but uh, that will all be revealed in due course. Now, uh, news from the current day through the week that has certainly dominated headlines, and it all surrounds uh, bunny skipper Sam Burgess and the incident with uh, the Sharks playmaker Matty Moylan from last weekend. Now, uh, the high tackle, the high shot that has meant now Moylan misses this week and Mm. potentially next week ended up with Sam Burgess going to the judiciary and walking away $1,900 lighter in the pocket. There's been some fallout from this. Everyone's had their opinion on it. So Satsy might as well uh, let us know what yours is. Yeah, you know, as a South fan, I'm glad to see Sam off and and getting his opportunity to, to rip into the Melbourne Storm Pack on Sunday. But in saying that, I just feel as though that uh, obviously I'm part of the majority of the, I think the the population that says that he, he got off light. Um, the first contact was with the chin, hit him right on the button. You could see that he basically lost all control of of his um, his body. Matty Morland, when he was hit, he basically blinked out straight away, lost control of the ball. He was knocked unconscious. Yep. He recovered quite quickly. Uh, he passed the HIA. 
but then when the two days later when he has to try and pass a, another HIA on the Monday through the internal processes, uh, he fails that. Uh, a lot of delayed concussion, which we see a quite a, a quite a lot of in in contact sport, and now, mm. as you said, he might be out for two weeks. I, you know, the questions needed to be asked is that was there another option for Sam to tackle Matt Morland? There was. There was actually from shoulders down opportunity to hit him. And uh, don't get me wrong, I love the way that Sam Burgess plays. I don't want him to change because I love his renegade gunslinger type attitude where he it's basically him versus the him versus the world. I love that. But if you're willing to play that way, you've got to also yeah. be able to put up with the the, um, I suppose the uh, repercussions, the consequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're walking a tightrope. Come yeah. with it. Yep, exactly right. And that's fine. That's fine. There's a lot of players that have played their whole careers like that, and that's why we love them. But mm. yeah, he got off light here, Sam. Um, and um, and Matty Morlin, like you said, uh, the Sharks. Well, they don't get any reward out of it, do they? They no. they lose one of their best players and. And uh, and could be for two weeks, so it's yep. a shame. Yeah, it is, uh, particularly with them hovering around those uh, those final eight another spots. Another thing, Benny, is that another thing, Benny, is, and we we discussed this, is that um, you know the prosecutor who goes in, and it was allowed to be used as part of as part of evidence and defence. I believe I'm led to believe that he was he was able to stay on the the ground. He was able to pass a HIA. So yeah, yeah, obviously the effects of it weren't as as um as grave as what everyone is saying, but. Mm. Prosecution did their own research to to know that on Monday and on Tuesday that he was ruled out for another week or two, yep. that it has actually had an effect. Yep. The tackle has had an effect on him. So yeah, that should have been taken into account. It wasn't. I think that's what left so many scratching their heads. But uh, anyway, we move on from that. And Sammy is free to play, of course, on that Super Sunday. Now, uh, Gus Gould didn't hold back uh, through the week on Channel 9, 100% footy, when he spoke about the malaise of the... Gold Coast Titans at the moment, uh, they're struggling. have just appointed a new coach in Justin Holbrook, so exciting times for him as of 2020. But he basically said, if I was running the show, I'd just take the broom through the place. I think he left three players in the squad. It was off the cuff, and I'm sure that there were maybe a couple of others that he would keep on the roster. But he also, uh, in a roundabout way, had a little crack at Mel Meninga, uh, talking about the culture at the club in which Mel has been instilled to try and improve that area, off-field and on-field. Uh, Mel has said he's not going to get into a slanging match, though. He's learnt the lesson over many years with Gus that you just uh, just let it slide. What have you made of... Um, well, Gus's comments, first and foremost. I thought he was on the money with um, with his comments around what needs to happen. Now, just mentioning three players, that was really just a metaphor to say... Yeah, of course. ...those three players are really having a dig. And if I had more time, I'd, I'd probably name 13, 14, 15 players that, that would be worthwhile keeping on the on the staff or on the playing list for the for their contributions at the moment and potential moving forward. But um, that's what needs to happen. That whole process, as I said, Benny, is a metaphor to say, you know what, what we're doing at the moment isn't working and yep. we, need to, we need to change something quickly. So, yeah, I liked his approach. I agree with, with what he said. Um, in saying that, though, uh, on the face, face of it all in, re, in relation to his comments around Mal and where the culture hasn't improved since being there, on the face of it, Benny, he's right. He is right. But in saying that, we also know that Mal coming into the role, it was not going to happen overnight. And if we're having this discussion in another 18 months' time, two years' time, and Mal is still in the role of performance and cultural manager, yeah. I think we're seeing. I think we'll be seeing a completely different landscape with a with a coach that's willing to go in there and and basically, if he has to, he will put a broom through the place mm. when it comes to discipline and work ethic, um, and alongside someone like Mal who 
who will help improve in those areas. I think in 18 months' time, we're having a completely different conversation. Now, their star uh, playmaker, Ash Taylor, who's been going through some issues of his own, unlikely that we'll see him again in 2019. Uh, I know you had some strong thoughts on this one, Sats. Have the Titans botched this up? His return last week in that humiliating defeat to the Roosters at the SCG, should uh, hindsight's a wonderful thing, don't get me wrong, but maybe... In hindsight, do we do we just put him on cotton wool and, and they should have for the rest of the year and just let him go and play at maybe a lower level to get some confidence back? Well, Benny, it wasn't hindsight because I said last week against the Roosters and I said it to you. Well, you did, badge, yeah. I, you did. I thought it was fraught with danger. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether they botched it or whether they were bluffed because um, they would have spoken to all the professional people they need to, spoken to Ash and said, how are you? Where's your headspace at physically and emotionally? Do you think Mm. you're ready to play? And Mm -hmm. Ash would have gone, yep, let me get out there. Let me rip into them. But let's break it all down. When he said he needed time off, he went out to St. George in Queensland, Western Queensland, to be with family, to get away, which is great. It's family to be around the the comfort zones of of home and and people who know you the best. But he would have done no training. He would have had... uh, you would think being out of St. George and being with family, he would have had no professional development and personal development in relation to how he's feeling psychologically. Mm. Then he comes back, you'd like to think he would have started seeing someone professionally about how he's feeling and where he's sitting at the moment emotionally and playing Intrust Super Cup. And if he was in such a fragile place, only five or six weeks ago, Benny, coming back after a short period was never going to be enough recovery time. And again, that's not in hindsight. That's that's leading into a Roosters game where he was named on an extended bench. And then when he was named, my very first thought was, why? Yep. Why would you bring him back against the Roosters, a team that can demoralise some of the best mm-hmm. players in our competition, yeah, oh, let alone yeah. a, a kid that's fragile at the moment? So, um, yeah, I thought it was the wrong decision. And like I said, I don't know whether they, were, whether they botched it or whether they, they actually just... They got uh, they got bluffed. Hopefully, a uh, a bit of time off and uh, a fresh start under a new coach in twenty twenty might be the tonic. We certainly all hope so for Ash Taylor and the Gold Coast Titans. Just before we get to our uh, Friday night preview, also worth mentioning these are big achievements, by the way. Just quickly, James Graham four hundred club games. Uh, he reaches that mark this weekend. Uh, of course, the the Dragon superstar, but has played plenty of footy over in the UK as well. So well done to James Graham, one of the more likable characters in the game right now. Mm-hmm. And Jared Croker two hundred and fifty games sats at the Raiders and. Ironically enough, he made his debut in 2009 against the Sydney Roosters, and they'll, of course, meet again in Canberra at the same venue. Um, the fact that he debuted 10 years ago and is playing 250 shows that he's pretty durable, doesn't it? It's pretty resilient, yeah. isn't it? Like, and also playing in Canberra, that means he's never torn a hamstring or, uh, or anything like that in yeah. the cold. So amazing achievement. Yeah, this guy, what is he, 29? He probably might play for another five years. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a there's a big chance that he'll become the greatest point scorer of all time. I think he may overtake yep. Cameron Smith. Absolute star, and will be a uh, key for the Raiders in that big game, part of Super Sunday. Joey Leilua, by the way, also a uh, a chance. Maybe not for this week, but Ricky Stewart saying after that uh, neck surgery. His progress has been incredible. Three months out of the game, but he could be. What a weapon to bring back in on the eve of the finals for the Raiders. So that's a look at what's happening around the trap, some of the news of the week. It's time for the Friday Night NRL Preview. Oh, your boys involved here, Satsman, at Panthers Stadium. Uh, they will be taking on Penrith, the Cronulla Sharks. So it's 10th versus 8th. To say this game is important for both both clubs and their finals credentials uh, is probably the understatement of the program. For Kubota Diesel Generators, for serious backup power, Bob Jane T-Mart's the tyre and wheel specialist. 
What are your initial thoughts as we look forward to this one, Sats? Oh, desperation for both, Benny. Um, of course, the Sharkies, they knocked... They knocked the Panthers out of the eight last week, they along did. with the West Tigers. Yep. Yeah, they did. So a little bit more desperation here for the Panthers. Um, no James Maloney, no no Jerome Luai, who's out with a, a sore eye. Uh, so they bring in a um, a debutant by the name of Matt Burton. We'll talk about him a little bit later on, mm-hmm. and um, another debutant as well uh, in the in the front row. But in saying that, um, yeah, it's it's now or never for Penrith. They've got a bad for and against. They need to win this game, but it's a big test for them psychologically. And what I mean by that, and physically, what I mean by that is that the Sharks take you, they take you to a place where you, you feel as though the game, you want the game to finish soon because you don't want to go through much more pain and turmoil than what they put you through. They roll the sleeves up and they drag you into the gutter and they, they kick you around the gills a couple of times and they just see how you react. And if you blink yep. and you're not willing to go with them, well, they can crush you. And So that's going to be a big test. If I'm mm. Ivan Clear, I'm saying to the Panthers, you know, guys, we're not, we're not even worried about winning the game at the moment. We're, we're worried about winning the fight. Yep. So we need to win the first round, and the first round is about the forwards rolling the sleeves up and getting down and getting getting physical and um, and being willing to, to go to a place you haven't been in a long time. Well, I'm glad you mentioned the forwards because that probably brings us to their last meeting. Uh, you go back to round six. It was the Sharks' winners on that occasion on the Shire, 24-20 at Points Bet Stadium. Six of the Sharks' forwards on that occasion ran more than 110 metres throughout the course of that 80 minutes. So the pressure is certainly on. I think you're right. It's being uh, finger-pointed squarely at the Panthers' forward pack. They need to get their side marching forward, and that's going to be uh, crucial, you'd think, in the outcome to this one. Yeah, James Tama, who's been actually been in great form there, Skipper, since being given the, the sole skipper role. Uh, James Fisher-Harris has found a place in the front row. Viliami Kikau back. That's huge. And although... Yeah, he's, he's not an aggressive man by nature. The way that he plays is, is an aggressive nature, if that makes sense. He has got the mindset of going in and destroying people, but he just does it by his sheer athleticism. Yep. And then um, you've got Isaiah Yo back in the number 13 jersey. So basically they've just got to, they've got to be willing to, to, um, to, to take the Sharks head on and, and, and worry about round two of the, of the game, which will be like from the 15th minute on. That'll be round two. You've got to win that first round first yep. to try and create some momentum. You get the feeling, you look at a lot of the stats lines going into this game, and I know you're a big fan on the stats, Scotty, that this one's going to go right down to maybe the last five or six minutes or so. Uh, both of these clubs in the top five uh, in the NRL for penalties they give away. The Sharks score an average of 19 points per game. Ironically enough, the Panthers concede 19 points per game on average. So it's going to be fascinating. Joshy Dugan moving to fullback, of course, with no Matt Moylan in the side. A little bit of a shuffle there, and Sasai Fecky out to the wing. But they've got that versatility, the Sharks, and, and the players that can quite comfortably handle uh, different roles. Yeah, completely different players, aren't they, Matty Moylan and, and Josh Dugan? But what you do know is you get you get a player that leaves in Matty Moylan through concussion who can create points and score points, but then you get a Josh Dugan who, yeah, a lot of people are his critic. I'm one of his critics in relation to um, his body language and the way that he plays the game and how selfish he can be at times. But what you do get is a player that's actually played a lot of really big games. Yeah. So this game is huge. I think you're right, Benny. I think it's going to go down to a, you know, a 24-22 game because the Sharks don't care whether they get into arm wrestles. They they want to take you to the they want to take you to the edge of the earth and see whether you're willing to to jump off the edge if you have to, and because they know they are. So yeah, it's going to be a, yeah. going to be a big test for Penrith more so than the Sharks. And just finally, you did mention uh, the Panthers got a couple of fresh faces in Matt Burton, one of those. What do we know about him, Sats? 
You know what? This kid is an exceptional young player. This time last year, Benny, he was playing in Dubbo in the under-18s local <laughs> competition. Okay. He hasn't trained alongside his first-grade teammates to tonight. He's, he's playing in the in the five-eighth position in place of James Maloney, well. and they've had to get special dispensation for him to come in. He's not even in their top 40 players, <laughs> but because it's such a specialised position and both players, Maloney and Luai, Luai are out, yep. they get a dispensation and uh, to allow to, to bring... Um, bring Burton in. Yeah, as I said, playing this time last year, Dubbo under-18s, then went and played SG Ball, which is the under-18s in the Penrith Junior Reps competition, then went up and started playing some um, under-20s, and then started playing some Canterbury Cup, all in the space of a small period, and now wow. he's running out against one of the toughest teams in the competition. I'll tell you who he plays like, he's not as quick as Kale and Ponga, but the same style, mm. like he's tall, right. he's sort of... Lanky and athletic. He's got a beautiful short kicking game. He can pass well. He can take on the line. He's a very good player. What a moment for the young man. Matty Burton, all the very best to you and uh, hope it all plays out well. Uh, what, a, what an occasion in front of family and friends. That'll mm. be huge. Hey, we've got plenty of off the bench still to come after this. Just quickly, Sats, your tip for this one. Panthers, Sharks? Uh, as much as I hate to say it, I think the Sharks might get <laughs> Thought that might have hurt you. Uh, we'll get to a break. Kubota Diesel Generators of Powering Australia and Bobby Jane T-Mart's Tyron Wheel Specialist. Plenty of off the bench still to come. Stick around. This is Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Powering Australia. And Bob Jane T-Mart. Tyron Wheel Specialists. You're listening to Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Powering Australia. And Bob Jane T-Mart, tyre and wheel specialists. Yeah, welcome back to the program. Off The Bench, Benny Jones, Scotty Sattler, who's over the Dutch at the moment, uh, getting stuck into some NRL Nation round 21 underway. And very soon we're about to uh, run an eye over Thursday night's big result up there in North Queensland. We're doing it for Kubota Diesel Generators. They're powering Australia. And Bob Jane T-Mart's hurry into stores where you can buy three, get one free on selected tyres. It's a fantastic deal, one you don't want to miss out on. Big thank you to Bob Jane T-Mart's and Kubota for their ongoing support. Right up, time on the show to do this. Let's go with our Thursday night NRL review. Yeah, and uh, this one went right down to the wire as well. We'll get the thoughts of Scotty Sattler, who was there calling the action for NRL Nation at 1300 Small Stadium in Townsville. It was a great rivalry these two sides have developed over a number of years, and it was the Brisbane Broncos, the visiting side, who have the bragging rights for now and keep their top eight aspirations alive. An 18-14 win at 1300 Small Stadium. And let's hear some of the highlights from our NRL Nation call team before Sats picks this one apart. Takes on Jake Clifford, draws in the defence of Cohen Hess and also Gideon Geller-Mosby. Pops it out the back after almost a shoulder charge, third man in. Yeah. Morgan now goes to Clifford. He's thinking about a kick. He is going to kick. Not sure that was the option. Shibasaki's a chance to use the uprights here. Oh, the ball pops out. Shibasaki with a cake of soap lost it, and it fell into the arms of one of the five Cowboys chasers, and a gift try because it was collected right under the black dot. They put it down. There'll be a bit to go through, but I reckon this try will stand in the NRL. Talk about lucky 13th for Shane Wright. He has his first try. We're going to be all level in a minute. Seven and a half minutes to go in the first half for Holden Trailblazer. It's toe time. 6-4. The Broncos on top, but a straightforward conversion to come for the Cowboys. Well done, Tamalalo, getting out of the way as Drinkwater came through. Clifford kicking to his own advantage, and there were no Broncos there. This time, the young halfback will score the try to give the Cowboys the lead. 10-6 with a kick to come. 
and that is one of the tries of the year. Change of direction that actually sets up this play. They come out to the right-hand side, and Michael Morgan, he turns the, the point of attack back towards Scotty Drinkle. Turpin back on the angle for Fida, running at McGuire, right over the top of him for Fida! Individual effort, did he get there? I think he did, he's celebrating with his teammates. And David Fafita has turned this game. He's, he made a mess of Maguire. The best part about this is instead of going to the outside where you put pressure on your attackers because of the humidity and putting the ball through the hands, they change direction. Really, it's almost season on the line. If they didn't win tonight, they'd be struggling to keep in touch with the top eight. But Back to his feet quickly, and Seguiaro giving away a penalty. Surely Haas is holding on. It has to be a penalty. Oh. And Matt Chechen eventually blows the whistle. He was trying to put the whistle away. Comes in right foot strike, right over the black dot. And with eight minutes and 13 seconds to go, it's North Queensland on top. 14 points to 12. Off a Hengawi. Should flick it out for some second phase footy. One hand pick up. Turpin, brilliant. Jake Turpin to win it with a solo try to Sabre. Jake Turpin with their season on the line, picks it up one-handed on a night when no one could handle the footy, stepped around a couple, scores a solo try, and in the final minute of the ball game at 16-14 Brisbane, they're going to win it. The conversion is over, and Jake Turpin, who recently signed a three-year deal with the Brisbane Broncos, is repaying them already with a wonderful solo try to win it in the final minutes. And the Broncos are into the top eight. 18-14, the final score as the Cowboys drop another one at home. What an epic contest. So there you go. Uh, Wow, that was last-minute get-out-of-jail sort of stuff, Sats, for the Broncos. Uh, 18-14, the final scoreline. You were there. You saw it. You called it. You weren't overly impressed by the standard of it. I wish though. I wasn't. <laughs> I wish I wasn't there. I'd rather be sticking pins in my eyes after I At least it was, least it was warm. It was warmer than where you are now. 28 degrees and uh, 95% humidity, Benny. Oh. But it was top three, one of the worst games of the season, to be quite honest. <laughs> uh, I think that's been kind, to yeah. be to be fair. Um, yeah, the conditions didn't help. It made it really tough uh, with the humidity and those who... Have never played in really humid conditions. The ball just becomes a cake of soap, and yep. the more that you sweat as a player, the the worse the ball becomes. And you could see that uh, the passing game from both sides was was uh, really limited, um, just because just because of the conditions. But outside that, just a lot of drop ball on contact, and uh, I think all the players are looking forward to the end of the game as well. But um, yeah, fortunately enough, it it did finish off with a. A really good highlight, young Jake Turpin, who's usually a hooker, is playing in at halfback and doing a fantastic job and showing a lot of his more experienced teammates up at the moment. Scored the winning try, great individual try to to score um, to make the score on eighteen fourteen or sixteen fourteen, and the, with the goal kick eighteen fourteen right on the stroke of full time. So uh, broke the hearts of the Cowboys. A much needed win yep. to take them into the top eight prematurely at the moment and obviously mm. results over the weekend may force them back out again but if if they are to make the finals and squeeze into eighth position which as part of my ladder predictor that I've done on NRL.com I've got them finishing in eighth because they've got three home games in a row coming up uh, and they finish off with the Bulldogs in round 25 says that they're more of a chance than most but if yeah. they make the finals Benny I, I can't see them I can't see them making too much of a, uh, a wave 
Another tough one for the Cowboys to swallow. Paul Green, their coach, wasn't going to play the blame game. A couple of refereeing decisions that left a few scratching their heads. I'll get your thoughts on those shortly, Sats. But I've got to ask you, the elephant in the room, it's going to be spoken about across the weekend. Josh Maguire, thoughts? Mm. Yeah, not good. (laughs) Not good. I mean, there's not enough evidence to say that he's actually under the... Under the descriptions and the interpretations of an eye gouge, but he Graham keeps, fi- he made, keeps finding made, himself in these situations. Though. I know he made it abundantly clear, Graham Annesley, with the rules and the interpretations, that there's eye gouging and then there's hands around the eyes, which yeah. is completely different. So, the tackle involved David Feeder, and whether this is Josh Maguire to a current State of Origin teammate, which happens quite a bit, Benny, doesn't it, when you play against mates? Yeah, you're untie their two shoelaces in the, on their boots or you pull their boot off and throw it away or you might muck around and squirrel grip? fish hook. Do they still do the squirrel oh, yeah. grip? Yeah, I didn't do the squirrel grip. I didn't <laughs> want to go around that region, but I used to fish hook, you know, put your oh, finger yes. inside the inside the mouth of Jamie Goddard all the time yeah. I played against him. Jamie Goddard used to put his hands in my face all the time and we play against each other. I was at Penrith, <laughs> he was at North, and you just cop it because it's your teammate. Yeah. But Josh is just a serial offender. Now, yeah. I think he's... I think his response would always be, and his reply would be, oh, listen, I'm just mucking around with a state of origin teammate. But unfortunately, Josh, you're, just, you're putting yourself in a position yeah. that's, unfortunately, you're going, to become, uh, you're going to become a liability to teams, and you're not going to be a commodity. And mm. um, he's just got to change that facet of his game. He does. Uh, it looked as though late on that it was going to be a Jake the hero for the home side, that in the form of Jake Clifford, his penalty goal, uh, putting the Cowboys in front with just under 10 minutes left on the clock. But it was another Jake, this one wearing a Broncos jersey that came up big. Uh, in fact, it's been a big week for this particular Jake. I think he signed a, a three-year deal through the week as he well. Did. Sats. Yeah. Mm, he did, yeah. He's a good young player. I've seen a fair bit of him in the Intrust Super Cup playing for um, Redcliffe, their feeder club. And he's always been a really good player. He's the future in their hooking role as well. I think uh, when this season finishes, you'll find in round one in 2020 that uh, Jake Turpin will be the number nine. So yeah. uh, doing a fantastic job. Uh, Tommy Dearden got injured last week again, coming back for Intrust Super Cup for, for Wynnum. And yeah, he was the hero. He was the hero, wasn't he? And Jake Clifford himself, I think when you're talking about some of those decisions that Paul Green was yep. was a little bit disappointed with, there was a try by Jake Clifford that came back and said there was an obstruction by a Broncos player. And under mm. the interpretations, yeah, the Broncos player, um, sorry, the Cowboys player, didn't push through the line as a decoy runner. He did stand in the line. But Andrew McCulloch missed a tackle on Jake Clifford that should have been a try, and it had nothing to do with the with the player um, who went through as a decoy run. It was just a really bad attempted tackle by Andrew McCulloch. And unfortunately, this rule is giving yep. giving bad defensive technique an excuse. So uh, he had right to complain, but in saying that also, I mean, it's you may as well yell into a yell into a tunnel, it's just going to echo back at you because you know, the decisions have been made and they're never going to be able to reverse them. So it's the Broncos who get the win on the road uh, against their arch rivals, the Cowboys. 18-14, uh, that one getting round 21 underway. This is off the bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. We've also got Bob Jane T-Marts, the buy three, get one free offer on right now. You're listening to Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Powering Australia. And Bob Jane T-Marts, tyre and wheel specialists. It's time to nominate a Makita Power Player. Makita's Cordless Power Garden Range. 
when power means business. Absolutely. The uh, cordless power garden tools from Makita power through the toughest of jobs. Makita, when power means business. Hey, uh, Sats, just before you give us your nomination for a Makita power player, maybe even plural, there might be players involved with yours. I want to give a big shout out. Uh, you know I love my football, the world game, uh, and I was a little concerned about this upcoming English Premier League season because Matty Ryan at uh, Brighton Hove Albion, uh, our number one goalkeeper at the Socceroos, uh, one of the best goalkeepers in the business, was going to be the only Australian representing uh, our country in the Premier League until the last minute of deadline day. It's a big popular day over there in the UK. Socceroos star midfielder Aaron Moy is going to join him at Brighton, uh, making the move from Uddersfield, who were relegated last season. So well done to Aaron Moy, power player. He's a star, and it'll be good to see him strutting his stuff on the Premier League stage. And who you got for us, Sats? I've got Peter Siddle and Nathan Lyon. You're going to ask me why. Yeah, why have you got why, those two why players? Not, why not Matty Wade and why not the Steve great Smith. Steve Smith? Yeah, well, they've had all well, the press. I think Peter Siddle and Nathan Lyon in, in the first innings of the first Ashes game, if it wasn't for them, Steve Smith wasn't able to put Australia in a really good position to... Um, for, to put them in a good position to actually create a lot of pressure in throughout the rest of that test match. I thought Siddle being brought in as a bowler, a lot of people questioned that, but it was with the bat, both he and Nathan Lyon, that hung around with with um, with Steve Smith in that first innings that allowed him to get into the 140s and allowed them to, to score uh, an amount of runs that are at least going to be yep. enough to try and defend in the in the first uh, first inning. So Siddle and Nathan Lyon, yeah, I know Nathan Lyon and Siddle, and especially Nathan Lyon in the second innings with his bowling, but I just thought the way that he hung around and, and battled through uh, Ian Healy-like um, yeah. with Steve Smith was outstanding. Of course, the rest is history. Makita Cordless Power Garden Range, it's the world's largest range with over 200 tools on the one batteries. This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Powering Australia. And Bob Jane T-Mart, tyre and wheel specialists. Let's see who the lads like this weekend. It's Badge and Sats NRL Tips. Yeah, thanks to Kubota Diesel Generators, the reliable backup power that uh, you need when you need it most. And Bob, Jane, T-Mart's Tyron Will Specialists. I've actually got uh, Badge's tips around here somewhere, but anyway, that's okay. Uh, by the by, let's find out who Sats likes for uh, the remaining games for round 21. And, and Sats, uh, we've got uh, three games couple of intriguing ones, no doubt, on Saturday before that super Sunday we keep banging on about. We'll get to that shortly. Dragons, Titans, well, for, for one of these beleaguered sides, at least there's going to be some small joy at Jubilee Stadium. But uh, who have you got edging out this one? I've got the Titans, funnily yeah, enough. I think yeah. I'm part of the minority. But I, I just think the Titans being embarrassed last week. Um, AJ Brimson back to his preferred position at fullback, add some speed from the back. Uh, I just think that, the Titans, for some reason, other than just being humiliated last week, I, it's going to be a really big test to see how much pride they've got within their playing group, uh, okay. Benny. And I, I think they could answer answer the uh, answer some of the critics. Big game for both of these clubs. Eels in the eight. The Knights are looking from the outside in. Uh, it's at Bankwest Stadium, and uh, yeah, a lot goes on the line in this contest. Yeah, it is. Um, I think the Eels have just really turned this into the fortress. The Knights, unfortunately, are just still a they're still a club learning how to win. Um, so many back to back wooden spoons, and they improved last year. I think they got like tenth or eleventh last year, and then 
look like finishing thereabouts or a little bit higher. Maybe I've got them finishing ninth this year. So slow improvements. Yeah, they should make the finals this year. I think they may just miss out. But this yep. this will be a, a shot in their armour, I think, um, at Bank West. So I'm going to say the Eels. Bulldogs were really good last week. Uh, at ANZ Stadium, they take on the Tigers Saturday night, this one. Yeah, I'm going to take the uh, I'm going to take the Tigers. The Bulldogs yep. have been brave. Three out of the last five they've won have been against um, top eight sides. Yeah. Uh, but this Tigers side, I, I like what they did last week at Leichhardt. Okay, and then as we've said, it's just an absolute mouth-watering prospect Sunday with two big games involving the top four clubs. We start with the Raiders and the Roosters at a rather chilly, we're hearing, it's likely to be anyway, GIO Stadium <laughs> in Canberra. Yeah. Apparently a low of minus one, a high of eight. No, and eight's that. not that bad, actually. But there's this, <laughs> with Canberra, the eight is yeah, it maybe eight, eight on the... Yeah. yeah, it's eight. It feels like two. Um, <laughs> it's a, there's a wind. There's a huge wind chill. A really, yeah. Oh, it's a wind chill that comes through and it cuts through your bones. And uh, But, you know, if there's any side that can go down and prepare and not let that affect them, it's probably the Roosters. Um, so many players that have played in big matches yep. have faced adversity, know how to get through it, and they've just got to... They've got a smart coaching staff as well with Robinson and and um, you know guys like Craig Fitzgibbon. They just they know how to win. So I'm going to take the Roosters. All right, and the final game of the weekend, the Rabbitohs just in a little bit of a form slump, and I know they haven't overly impressed you of late. Sats they take on the Storm, no. who bounce back onto the winners list. This one being played on a slightly warmer Central Coast. Yeah, uh, I think the Storm will win. Uh, but great forwards battle. There's matchups across the forward pack. There's Damian Cook up against Cameron Smith and Burgess up against the World. Um, Johnny Sutton's back. He hasn't a great year, Johnny Sutton, but coming into the back half of the season, this is where they really need him to stand up. But um, haven't been happy with the Rabbits. I think they're still playing at about a 7 out of 10, would be generous, and still sitting inside the top four. The Storm, though, yep. they're just in a really good rhythm, a really good routine, so yep. the Storm. 7 out of 10 is not going to get it done against Melbourne too often. Mm-hmm. That's, that's tips for round 21. Before we wrap up, let's sign off with this. Before we go, what are we looking forward to this weekend? Oh, well, I won't repeat myself here, Sats, but uh, you can answer this one. What is exciting you about the weekend sport? What's exciting me is the um, the Bledisloe Cup. Yep. Oh, it's now, in Perth too, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it's uh, in Saturday Perth, Optus night. Stadium. Yep. Now, the 164 times that New Zealand and Australia have played, mm. listen to this, 114 that have been won by New Zealand, 43 by Australia, seven has been drawn, and the last time Australia won the Bledisloe Cup was in 2002. Um, oh. When they beat New Zealand at Stadium Australia, Australia, oh, Sydney, which was, is now ANZ Stadium. I was 19 years of age when I was 19. <laughs> wow, that long ago. Yeah, they're up against it. I mean, the All Blacks have been an absolute juggernaut of world sport for such a long period of time. But we have spoken about this through the week, haven't we? We've had slightly different preparation for both, but particularly the Wallabies, because generally this game would be played the first up in the, in the Rugby uh, yeah. World Championship, whereas this time around they've played... I think South Africa and Argentina as lead-in games, so maybe they'll be a bit better place. But that said, still going to take their very best to get close to the All Blacks, you'd think. Yeah, Karevi out, um, but they get they get some young players, or not young players, experienced players coming back in into the fold as well. Of course, no easy Folau, which would have played in Australia's hands, but outside of that, um, Australia are up against it. But you're right, Benny, with a couple of games under their belt, they've got some yeah. they've got some combinations in place and. Um, I don't think the, I think New Zealand aren't as strong as what they have been mm. previously, so there is a chance that we could sneak up and pants them. All part of the preparations towards the upcoming uh, Rugby World Cup, which is uh, happening a little later in 2019. For me, really, well, I, I, 
the cricket's not till Wednesday. That's a bit frustrating, the Lord's <laughs> Test, but I suppose they do deserve a little break between games. So I guess prior to that, yet the bledders low that you've mentioned, that Super Sunday in the NRL as well. It's going to be much watch uh, footy that Raiders, Roosters, Rabbitohs and Storm. And uh, also the Q Clash. Now, not a lot riding on it from the uh, Gold Coast Suns point of view, but for the uh, Brisbane Lions, a chance with a good win and a big win, Sats. They could go up to second on the table and uh, with a couple of big weeks to come for the remainder of the AFL season. It's exciting times around the Brisbane Lions. Hey, do you know what, Benny, you know what I love about the Lions? Yeah, they're young. I mean, they've got a good blend of youth and experience like yep. any premiership side needs to have. But you know what they're starting to offer? I've noticed over the last couple of weeks, they always play tough and they play fast, but they're starting to play with a lot of mongrel. Yeah. They're getting, they're getting in the face of their opposition. They're trying to ruffle their feathers and they, mm. they're not scared of egos where you know, teams that are they're in their infancy in relation to, to making a making a real play for a premiership. Sometimes they can be a little bit apprehensive, yep. and maybe twelve months down the track they they'll be a little, little bit better equipped. They're saying, "Don't worry about twelve months. Mm. Yeah, you know, we want to we want to win this now." And they're getting underneath the getting underneath the uh, the grill of a lot of experienced sides. They are Mitch Robinson, Dane Zorko, Jared Berry. They've got a good mix of mongrel in there. Don't you worry about that. So they're a fun side to watch at the moment, the Lions. But they've got their uh, well, cross-town or cross-state rivals this weekend in the Gold Coast Sun. Should be a beauty. Hey, this has been Off the Bench for Kubota and Bob Jane T-Mart. Sats, have a great weekend. Uh, I'll catch you same time next uh, week, mate. Looking forward to it. You too, Benny. Thank you very much.